Welcome to Live Your List. Allow myself to introduce myself. I'm Jared Murray, your host today, and across from me is my sidekick, Ryan Eller. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. It's not about condemnation, it's about implementation. I work hard for this. I want you to know that. How much are you willing to hustle? Am I right, Ryan Eller? You gotta gotta flex that hustle muscle. Well, I'm not going to, ever. Even if there's a fire. Well, actually, it fires me up. I just got fired up with that. For I have the pride, the privilege, nay, the pleasure of introducing to you your hosts, Jared Murr and Ryan Eller. Yeah! The topic is delegation. It's so deep, it requires more than one episode. It's so important, Ryan and I got into an argument about it. Last podcast, he came at me pretty strong. We'll see if he does it again this week on Live Your List. So, yeah, delegate, Jared. Man, you want to talk about getting Jared on his soapbox? Just start talking about delegation, man. It's true. I was just going to run our friendship. Is this the end? It's Is not this the end, end for you it's and not I? It's the end because I feel strongly that you will you will learn, you will grow, and you will come over to my way of thinking. I feel very confident that you can do that. I feel very confident. No, I've I, been saying uh, I've been saying you're coming on strong, which you did. You came on strong, which was good. But I listened to the tape. I'll replay it back to you. Played it back. I did say. I did say play devil's advocate, which is good. And the reason I said that is because I think there are the devil's advocates out there. There are the curmudgeons in the corners that they think. Can you please be a curmudgeon real quick? Okay. All right. It's real easy for you to talk about. You talk about leadership. You talk about delegation. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's real easy. That means you're telling other people what to do. You don't want to do anything, so you're lazy. You, you know, you're like one of those fat cats in a big office, and you're just telling people what to do. That's right. While the real people, the real workers, are getting everything done, and then you call it delegation. It's really, it, you know what it does? It stinks. It's terrible, and it's stupid, and it's terrible, terrible, terrible. That's not delegation. Delegation is another word for lazy. That's a good curmudgeon in the corner. Jerry Murray, everybody. Delegation is not another word for lazy. Now, Ryan and I, off-camera, did investigate the fact that at the root of this issue of delegation may be some deeper topics that we could explore in living your list in leadership, and that there is indeed poor delegation and good, healthy delegation. Just Would you like agree there's, with that? Just like there's good leadership and bad leadership. Agreed. Amen and amen. So, yes, you may have experienced poor delegation in the past. But can, can I, can oh, I go, go ahead, as yes. far to say that everyone has experienced poor delegation in the past. Agreed. Agreed. Can I go as far to say that everyone has been a poor delegator in the past? Yes. Chances are there is. If you begin a path of delegation, you will probably delegate poorly at some time or another. It's going to happen because we're not perfect people. But if you are going to be a better leader, if you're going to accomplish more, if you're going to live your list, you have to adopt a mindset of delegation. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. I think that you have to adopt a mindset of delegation, change the connotation. So can I say this? Can we go on this track to say we want to change the connotation of delegation? Yes, you that's can what we say that. Do. You just said it. And that's what we're trying to do here, to say, okay, we're not talking about someone, when we say delegate, we don't mean be a terrible boss who sends crap work, busy work, terrible tasks down the line out of laziness, procrastination, or a simple desire not to do something. 
That's poor delegation. Particularly if you're going to sit and play solitaire on your computer. Yes. Or you're not going to show up to work. Or that's, you're going to have all these terrible traits of someone who should not be in that position. That's not delegation. And I don't know what word, I don't have another word for it. But that's not what we mean by delegation. And I don't think that is true delegation. To delegate, the the verb to delegate, really to me has the, in, the idea of giving authority, giving power, giving responsibility. Like, I am a delegate. The word delegate and the word delegate are spelled the same. And we send delegates to other countries. We send delegates. You and I send delegates to Congress. We send a delegate on our behalf. We delegate our authority within we, the people of the United States. We delegate that authority to congressmen and congresswomen so that they can act on our behalf. Now, it's interesting. We're delegating. I looked it up. I just went to Google Delegate. I'm on to something here. One, a person sent or authorized to represent others in a particular, in particular, an elected representative there sent to go. a conference. So a person sent, to, That's a sent or authorized to represent others. Two, or the verb, is to entrust. Boom. There it is. There a it task is. or responsibility to another person, typically one who is less senior than oneself. There you go. Now, typically, it says typically one who is less senior than, than oneself. I think a good delegator will delegate in All a 360-degree the circle. They'll delegate to those above them who have more expertise. I would hope that if someone's on my team and they get to something that is maybe out of their skill set, mm-hmm. that I can do faster, better, in, in a, a much better capacity, that they would delegate that responsibility on to me, even if I was their senior uh, in, in an organization. Does that make sense? It, it makes complete sense. The reason that we're talking about this so much is, you know, the podcast is Live Your List. It's about doing all that you can with what you have wherever you are. It's about leadership, and it's about having the life that we want to choose rather than just living a life and letting whatever happens, happens. There are so many times, because most of the people that are in this audience have something that they're passionate about. They have a dream they want to accomplish. Even if that dream is within the parameters of their own their job, it doesn't mean they, they want to be an entrepreneur like we are, own their own business. They may not want to be an author or a speaker or anything like that, but they want to do their best. And if you're going to do your best, you have to have an abundance mentality, not a scarcity mentality, and you have to be able to delegate responsibilities, bring other people onto your team, have a holistic mindset that says we... The collective we are going to be better. I brought up the idea of comparative advantage, Ryan, and I think it's something that's worth diving into, um, not too elaborately, but the idea of comparative advantage is a an economics term that basically means when everyone is doing what they do well, the collective whole is greater than the sum is larger than the parts. So, for example... If Ryan, let's say we both have, we're both entrepreneurs, and uh, let's just say for the sake of example that we both, um, we're solo entrepreneurs, we don't, we're not, we don't own a business together. You own a business and I own a business. And we both have to, um, let's just make it easy. We both have to print, we have to create graphic designs okay. for materials, and we have to connect with people to pass those materials out. Okay. Well, let's say we're both doing both tasks. I'm making things and I'm passing them out. And you're making things and you're passing them out. But if Ryan is way better at making things and Jared is way better at passing things out, then comparative advantage says that Ryan should do all of the creating things, all of the making things, and Jared should do all of the passing out. And that together... 
we would accomplish more than that. That's delegation. Which, once again, I wholeheartedly agree with that and try to live my life and run our business in that capacity. My, my concern with delegation is when someone assumes that that person, that, that it's, a, it's better off for both of them. What, what happens is, I, and I love the, the term investment of, okay. for delegate. You're investing in somebody and you're investing in opportunities. So if we're both, if we're both entrepreneurs, that's great. If we work in an office job and you say, hey, you're really good at, if you'll put together this spreadsheet and because you're really good at it, and if I go ahead and do this presentation and we'll do both of them side by side, then that's win-win. And when they find out that at the end of the thing, the person did the spreadsheet, it took 10 hours, and the person did the presentation, then it took two hours. Then at the end, they, if they continue that relationship or if they continue delegating that capacity, other people feel taken advantage of. And that goes back to what you were saying about the core, the core of why you're delegating matters. And we spoke about this off the air in between the podcast. Why you're delegating absolutely matters. Does that make sense? You're standing there. You're just looking at me. It does. It makes complete sense. Uh, why you're delegating is the most important. And let's say that that then if you get to a place where you are choosing to delegate, I think one problem is people don't know how. People don't know how to delegate. You know, that they may agree. Let's say they agree with everything that we've said. They've bought in wholeheartedly with all of this. And they're going, yeah, that'd be great. I just don't know how to do it. I just don't know how to do it. I don't know when to do it. I don't know what you mean by delegate. I feel like I'm a solo entrepreneur here. Or I've got this stuff on the side. Or I got job no support. Works like this. I've got no support. I don't know how to delegate. Well, I've got kind of a one, two, three step. Okay. Right, the first step is you have to know your worth. So you have to know the value that you're worth in doing certain tasks. Now, this is more art than science. Uh, I, I don't have a numeric formula for you, to, for you to come up with. But think through the idea of, is this worth my time? Literally, is this worth me doing this task, whatever this task is? And let's just speak to the entrepreneurs out there. Building a website, know your worth. What, are you, what is your time valued at when you do a website? What's your time valued at doing whatever it is that you love to do? Which for me, it would be speak and know your worth. And two, know why you're delegating. So this ties into what you're saying. That's what Ryan. I was saying. This is, know why exactly. you're delegating. Know why you're de- so that's on a deep level principle, which I still sure. gosh, I feel like we could unpack that for days. You know, the core of leadership, the character of leadership, the care. You know, why are you doing that? Are you just being a jerk, or do you not know it? But why are you delegating this? Here's a more a more pragmatic example. If I don't build the website, I could connect with three potential clients. Yes. There's the know why you're delegating. If you want to go from a purely number standpoint. And I know this resonates with you. If you want to go from a purely number standpoint. So I have built some of our websites and an hour's work, it would take, you know, a week at a minimum or maybe two weeks of my time. Can I do it? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Can I do it well? You yeah, do it really well, by the way. Can I brag on you? You're Thank really you. good at building it's one of stuff. It's one of my strengths. I can do it well. I can do it better than anybody else on the team. We've even tried to delegate it to some other people, and it didn't work out on our team. So yeah. I, I handle it. I've handled it in the past because when you start out doing your own business or you start out doing your own thing, or if you just don't have any money, let's just say you do the 8 to 5 and you don't have any extra money, well, you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to mow the yard because someone has to mow the yard and it's going to be you because you're the one that mows the yard. Well, we got to a point to where I could either spend a week building a website or I could spend a week booking gigs. Well, if I pay someone $1,000 to build a website for me, 
and it takes them however long it takes them, and they can do a, you know make sure that they do a better job than me, then I can spend that entire week. You tell me, Jared, would I book more than a thousand dollars worth of gigs in one week? Then absolutely. I would absolutely. So on a number standpoint, it makes a whole lot of sense. Now, where it gets a little bit tricky is from a time standpoint. Here's where it made a lot of sense to me. You said know your worth. I travel a lot. A lot of people are very busy. A lot of people are very, very busy. What do I want to do whenever I get home after a long trip? A long trip. I don't want to have to mow the yard. I don't want to even have to clean the house. I used to give my sister a hard time because she had someone come in and clean the house, clean her house. I said, you know, because we grew up not poor, but we didn't grow up rich. Certainly, we cleaned the house. The kids cleaned the house. You can appreciate this. Everybody out there is just like me. If you're a kid, you clean the house. Well, my sister brought in a house cleaner, and it made a whole lot of sense to me. She said, Ryan, I'm worth more than the time it takes to pay that person to spend 40 bucks a week or whatever to do my dirty work for me. And I'm helping, like you said in the first episode, I'm allowing someone to make extra money. Maybe it's a collegiate student. Maybe it's someone who owns their own business. Maybe it's a corporation that does it. But I don't have to clean my house, and my time's worth more than that, so I can spend time with my kids. Yep. And guess what? My kids don't have to clean the house either. They don't have to do their work. Now, it's not saying don't make your kids or you clean the house. It's saying, do you value your time in that capacity? And it's weird because we don't think that way. Right. I don't think that exactly. way. And remember, I said, number one, know your worth. Number two, know why you're doing it. And so, and, and this is not a debate over the, uh, the value or, or integrity or honor in any specific task. Absolutely. That's a personal opinion. Like some people say, well, no, I want to clean my house and I think everyone should. Okay. Sure, and that's it. what you think. Go for it. But your sister knows why. She's like, you know what? No, I'm a trained professional and I know my value, a dollar amount for my value on time. Well, she's a counselor. She charges by the hour. She literally knows. Exactly. And she says, I'm giving this other person an opportunity because it's giving them extra income and it allows my family time to do these other things. Which that we really would rather together, do. Go, that we really want to do. So she's she's gone through the system. Because number three, this is, this is how you delegate. Know your worth. Know your why. Know why you're doing this. What you could be doing otherwise. And then number three... Ask. Ask. Now, on the surface level, that's simply ask. Most people are through fear, through intimidation. They just don't ask. But let me give you a tip. Always ask from a position of vision and opportunity, not from need or task orientation. Ask from the position of vision and opportunity. So like that, if, even if some, I'll give you a simple example and, and a grandeur example. The simple example, it may be your sister and what you just said, that by asking someone, they may go, this is a godsend. I have been praying for an opportunity to make some extra income. I would love to clean your house for some extra money. Yes. When you present the vision, the opportunity, hey, I don't know if this fits in with your schedule. I don't know if it's something you'd enjoy doing, but I know that you, you, know, you threw out on Facebook that you were looking for some extra work. Would you be willing to, you know, would you like to uh, clean my house? And yes, absolutely. I'd love that. I'd love that opportunity. Let me take it a, a different example. For me, as we run conferences, I've found that if I present, there's a big difference in the way you ask. If I said, hey, Ryan, I got a lot of phone calls that I need to make. Um, I don't want to make them. I don't have time to make them. Uh, will you make them for me? That's when people feel taken advantage of. Okay. You may say yes or no, but it's like, okay, sure, I guess. I'll do that. And even if you want, even if something you want to do, but if I come to you and I say, we have an incredible, we have an incredible opportunity here 
with our conferences, with the 20 camp, and it's really been great. And I, I honestly, we need a bigger team. And the current team is not able to, to handle what is in front of us for growth. I'd love to have you on the team. And here's what, here are the, I need some people to help me connect with other people. And here's the task at hand. Well, would you like of to course, be a part of that? Of course, and the investment is, the, or the 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 payoff is that you b- get buy-in and investment from the people that you're working with, and they have autonomy of doing what they want. You're not micromanaging. You're giving them an opportunity to use their strengths or use their abilities. And if you're a good leader, a good delegator, mm-hmm. you give them the guidelines to be successful and tell them exactly what they need to do, and then you walk away and let them complete their tasks. Give them honest feedback at the end of it, and that's a good delegation. And you win-win this, all the way around. You said this, you said this when we were talking in between, uh, not on the podcast, but sharing the credit is a huge part in that in good leadership. Share the credit. You know, great leaders are those who are first to accept the blame and last to take the credit. And so with that, when you're delegating to people, I think, I think some immediate feedback that it seems like we're getting from this topic of delegation is people saying, well, yeah, yeah, but my boss, this and this, and they're, they're speaking from an experience when people have delegated them in a poor way. I want you to have a paradigm shift here and think of yourself as the delegator. Think of yourself as the leader and say, well, okay, I will delegate and I want to do it the right way, which is presenting the opportunity, presenting the vision, giving credit, giving honest feedback, everything that Ryan just said, that's how you delegate. That's how you delegate. You don't just try to find someone who is willing to do your terrible tasks. You create opportunities for for people, you present the vision, and then you give the credit. And that all comes into knowing your worth and knowing your why. That's delegation. Doesn't that sound great? It sounds I mean, fantastic. Doesn't that sound fantastic? It does. Well, then my encouragement is let's do that. Everyone listening, let's do that. Because everyone's a leader, whatever your sphere of influence. So if you're a CEO of a major company listening to this, then by all means, delegate accordingly and delegate in this fashion. If you're a solo entrepreneur out there trying to make it, I guarantee you there are other people that you know, that you go to church with, that you work with, that you know in your neighborhood that would love to collaborate. Be a person of collaboration. Be a leader who's looking to make opportunities for other people to do great things. That's how you're going to live a great life and live your list. Thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. No, you're awesome. No, you are awesome. Sir, you are awesome. Seriously. Eller and Murr want you to continue the conversation on Twitter at hashtag LiveYourList or online at LiveYourList.org. Well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs>